I'm Stephen John Drew from the official GunnaGeek.com show, a weekly geek news podcast that is a part of the Gunna Geek Network, just like the show you're checking out now. Shows on the network are individually owned, and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other awesome geeky shows at GunnaGeekNetwork.com. Welcome to the season two finale of Better Podcasting Live Chat. This is episode 48 because, hey, why would we take this to 50? I am Steven and with me, of course, is the fantastic SP. Hey, everybody. How's it going? This is where we stick the landing to the end of the season, season two. And if we don't blame the writer's room, not the performers. No, it's the writer's absolutely hey if you didn't know this this is the uh the live chat where we go and we talk about podcast stuff randomly there's not a lot of format here we take chats from our li- our questions from our live chat if anybody's there over at www.geeks.live but next week we will return with the better podcasting main show because that's coming back with season three we've uh sp and i have talked we figured out a theme for the season you'll have to wait till that episode to find out but we are kicking that back next week, which is a little more structured. It's a lot more structured. And we don't usually take take live chat questions on that show. However, we still do live stream that, which you can usually find on Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. However, comma, that won't be the case for the premiere because we are going to actually have to change next week's recording. So... <gasps> Next week, we will be streaming on Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern, assuming that all goes well. But that will be uh, next week. And then after that, we should be back for Wednesdays again, in theory, for the live stream of Better Podcasting main show recording. So if you didn't gather all of that with that Canadian ramble, just come on Monday on April the 3rd at uh, 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern over at Geeks Alive, and we'll kick off season two of the Better Podcasting main show. I'm so excited about that because we get to start the season on Monday, and Monday is the best day of the week. Oh, can I quit? I mean, it's got a full work week in front of you, full of possibilities. Monday is definitely the best day of the week. No. Uh, hey, also, by the way, if you want to know the calendar, the plan for Better Podcasting and the Better Podcasting main show and the Better Podcasting live chat, SP and I have talked and we've got a bit of a rough plan together of what it's going to look like for the rest of the year. Well, it's 12% of the plan. It's 12% of the plan. Uh, 12% of a plan. Um, but here's the thing is... Um, we're making a, a little bit of change after season two of Better Podcasting Main Show and season two of Better Podcasting Live Chat. We had a bit of a discussion about what we wanted to do with the calendar. It's mostly as we had planned for the year, but we are making a little bit of a change. And before I go through this full disclosure, things can change at any time. We're hobbyists. We're proud hobby podcasters. Anybody who tries to make a big deal about saying the term hobby podcaster should really give their head a shake. I'm just going to say that now. It's ridiculous. Who cares? It is a term. It's a hobby podcaster. I'm a proud hobby podcaster. If you're not a hobby podcaster, don't make a big deal about being about it being a big term. Anyways, putting that aside, uh, we are absolutely... Um, possibly going to change this as it goes because we are hobbyists it can happen but if yeah it, if it's steven's voice might actually change it could after all this time. it could but no um if all goes well the way it will work is we're going to slightly dial back the better podcasting main show episodes as we had planned and slightly increase the better podcasting live show uh episodes this is just because as we did our debrief for the first couple seasons we felt like we could use a couple more episodes for the live chat and um, it just kind of makes sense to dial back the better podcasting main show just a little bit to kind of keep in line. And the way this is planned to work at the moment is the main show will kick off next week and we will run through uh, season three through April and May with the season three finale of the better podcasting main show scheduled to record on May 31st, releasing June 4th. And then Better Podcasting Live Chat will season three will come on back on June 7th, releasing about June 11th. 
And that's actually going to run pretty much this summer, which is June, July, and August. And that's just because that show is a lot more flexible. This one here, this show is a lot more flexible. And um, over the summer, we have things to do. And that does mean we'll actually have a couple of gaps in there, a couple of week gaps. There'll be a couple of episodes where uh, one of us will be here, the other won't. And that's just the summer because, again, we are proud hobby podcasters. And that means that sometimes we have other things that take priority over our podcast. And we're okay with that. Yeah, like preparing to podcast, you know, buying gear and, you know, doing redoing our studios and <laughs> that sort of stuff, right? No, For sure. But, I mean, there's plenty <laughs> of stuff. I was just talking to the family about what we were going to do over the first week of July. And if you're Canadian, you know, it's got a Canadian day to it. If you're American, that's 4th of July. I actually get to celebrate both, not only because I have a, well, we'll just call him an acquaintance up in Canada, Stephen here, and I have a family member, actually several family members that are Canadian. I mean, immediate family members that are Canadian. So I am really excited to celebrate that because this year, Canada Day falls on a Saturday, the 4th of July falls on a Tuesday. Which means Monday's just a banked holiday anyway. It's gonna be a four day bender at the uh, lake this year. Yeah. Oh, SP, I am jealous of you. Mm. But hey, that's uh, that's a July problem for you to figure out of how to you know June and July for, yeah. for for you to figure out how to actually come back from that and record a podcast. Yeah, yeah. There might be some hospitalization involved, some IV fluids, maybe. Yeah, I think so. And also in the chat, uh, Johnny Pennington does say that if we post the show on April 1st, should we believe anything that we say? Is this an April Fool's show? Well, we don't post this on April 1st because April 1st is on a Saturday and I am lazy and usually edit this show about 11.59 p.m. my time on Sundays. I don't think he was picking up the reference. So Liberty Dude says it is always a rough plan till SB's beard is at full tilt. <laughs> and then my response to that was April 1st is coming. That is a direct response to what Liberty Dude posted. And then Johnny came back and said that. So I think he's conflating two different things. And I know it is difficult because April 1st is April's Fool's Day. But we are talking about the loss of SB's beard. I, by the way, do look forward to the 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 biannual change of a Discord username. That that's my favorite <laughs> part. Is this? Uh, it's, it goes from SP's resurrected beard to SP's missing beard or something of the beard variety. It's it's a biannual event, and I enjoy it. Yeah, that's Jason, aka Alirun from Smoking and Drinking in Space and Smoking and Drinking in Capes. Love it when he does that. Yeah. And while we're talking about this, let's let's just talk about our Discord server because, yeah, we do have the Discord server where we have people who come on and chat about podcasting in between the different episodes of Better Podcasting. We got a great uh, great community over there. And we had a, uh, a post come up over there about the definition of a podcast. This was kind oh. of, this was on the heels of all of the podcast discussion. And we had Randy Walker say, question. Oh. If you exclude the technical media distributed via an RSS feed definition, what is a podcast? Is it a synonym for show without any specific meaning? Is there something else? And we had original waffles say podcast is the series and individual episodes is not the podcast. And um, then I copied the wrong post. I apologize. But but Randy came back with a different point of view about that. Um, and I believe it was just referencing back to that the same idea as a show. So my thoughts on all of this here is um, kind of similar to what we talked about a couple of episodes ago is, is why does it really matter? And I think there's, I think it's easy to want to define a podcast, but in the times we live in now, I think there's, there's a lot of um, fluidness with technical definitions. If you look on other mediums, right? Like you take it things like uh, TV shows or radio broadcasts and things like that. And, and if you really start to pick them apart, I think there's a lot of nuance in there when you look at digital platforms and how people are consuming these things. And um, I think we're still finding the definition of what a podcast is, because I think there is, as the, the general con consumer base is 
redefining the podcast because they want to define it as something different than everything that has been to date, which is around the RSS feed. I don't think we're at the point that we have the clear boundaries yet. And so that's where I really do lean towards the idea of why does it matter? Why is there a specific definition that we need to try to find right now? And I think we will eventually have a general concept of what a podcast specifically is looked at as the mainstream um, public refers to it. But I don't think we're there yet. I think it's a general idea. I've heard SP throw out the idea of an independent production, um, an independent um, series or something like that. I forget what your wording is. You've had you've had a good wording a couple of times. I think there's examples of that, which which actually um, can counter that. We could break that down even further and kind of break apart that theory and um, come up with some counters to it if we really wanted to. But my point is that there's a general concept and it's still being explored, I think. It is. And along those lines, I saw a tweet by the renegade podcaster Rob Greenlee today or about a day ago. And he was talking about the Podcast Standards Project. Stephen, you and I haven't had a chance to talk much about the Podcast Standards Project. And I remembered just when you were saying that about it. So I brought up the article. It is on podpod.com. It was written by Adam Shepard. I was going to say Alan Shepard because, of course, Alan B. Shepard's the first American into orbit. But no, it's Adam Shepard. And they are talking about the launch of the Podcast Standards Project. It was announced at Radio Days Europe. James Cridlin of Pod News is involved. I know Rob Greenlee's involved too. So while in the article, they did not state that they were going to be working on the standard definition of a podcast that might be appropriate place for them to start, by the way. And I would also say that if they don't take into consideration the general public's view of what a podcast is, they're not doing it right. So we'll see what comes out of this. I think they're talking about, I don't know, different standards to podcasts, if it needs transcripts and captions and stuff like that. I don't know. So unless this gets picked up by the general podcasting industry, which right now, because there is no standard, there's no standards to podcasting other than the RSS 2.0 feed. And even that, you know, you can do a podcast on a YouTube now. And I'm not talking about the podcast tag on YouTube's or whatever we're going to talk. I'm just saying that's what people have been calling their shows. It's podcasts on YouTube's. So yeah, they could try to put that genie back in the bottle. It's just not going to work. And that's really what I'm trying to say. This podcast standards project, if they do try to define a podcast, like it needs an RSS 2.0 feed and <laughs> you, you need to be in Apple Music or you need to be in Spotify and you have to support the podcasting 2.0 tags or something like that. I'm like, no, no, you, you guys have lost the bubble on it. And I don't think that's what they're trying to do. But if they did, that would be a, a bad way to go. So yeah, I think the definition of a podcast is you get on a city bus and you ask the person <laughs> next to you what a podcast is. That is what a podcast is. Um, on the note of the podcast standards project, I, I think of my take on it. I don't know a lot about the specifics about it, but my take on it mm. is if, if it's not being initiative in, um, it's not, if it's not an initiative of an important company to the public, I think that it loses a lot of its importance. Like I'm looking here and I see they have a bunch of web, uh, a bunch of hosting providers on there. I think that's, that's that that is almost meaningless compared to something like YouTube and Apple because we've seen it before where Apple comes in and they went we dictate this and and everyone follows suit because they're the one that is is primarily delivering things to the the uh, end consumer and it's the same thing with YouTube YouTube coming in and if they all of a sudden do grow that YouTube podcast thing and there is actually a half decent base in there, you got to get them on board because it's the consumer, the the end user that is is the one that's getting the product and their closest touch is what they're going to mostly associate with it. They're not, they're going to listen to a podcast. Like the people listening to this podcast right now, 
okay, they might know a little bit more because you might be a little more technical, but generally you're going to be like, okay, it's better podcasting. And I know of SP and SJ about better podcasting. From there, I know that I get it on Apple Podcasts. You don't know if we're on Pinecast or you don't know or, or don't really care if we're on Pinecast. You don't really care if we're on Libsyn. We don't care where it is. Now, again, our audience might be a little bit different, but for a general audience, it, that in-between stuff doesn't matter. It's, it's the final product that's being delivered to them and then the people creating the product. And so that's where I think that things like this, you got to get the end point on board to make them really, truly matter. Because if you don't get Apple on board with this and Apple comes and they go, do what Apple has done the, the many, many years that we've had this show, which is have an idea, put the idea in place as a requirement of Apple Podcasts, then they break your standard because they will do it. They've done it before and they'll do it again. So the article calls out that three specific podcast hosting services are included in this podcast standards project. It's ACAST, Buzzsprout, and Transistor are specifically called out. And then later in the article, it says, the group has been formed as a direct response to the actions of tech platform holders, such as Apple, Spotify, and Amazon. It's important that those three are noted there. Why? Is because if you look at any list, any from any provider, anybody that does statistics, the top five destinations, uh, you could argue who's number one and who's number two, whatever, but there's no debating the top five destinations, Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Amazon. So the three that they named, Apple, Spotify, and Amazon, were three of those five, Yeah, right? And none of those on the top, Acast, Buzzsprout, and Transistor, are part of those five. So does it matter that they're involved? No, I would agree with you. It matters if Spotify, Apple, and Amazon are involved, and they're not. And, and yeah, this says that if that's what this is, is a counter to that grip. We've seen this elsewhere in the tech sector. It usually doesn't go their way. Um, usually the grassroots going up against the, the big end company, it normally doesn't fare against the big company. But who knows? Maybe this will be different. Um, I There's like for me, if I look at it. <laughs> like Ferris wheels, exactly. and, you know, the, the, the games and, you know, the fat lady singing or whatever. <laughs> so let's look at, okay. So here's an example of, of this. So we look at these hosting providers. Let's, and it says hosting provider is Blueberry. Let's say I'm on Blueberry and they go when they say we are going to conform to the podcast standards. And then Apple comes and they go, you need to do our standards. And then the podcast, the pod standards go, we're not conforming to that. This is us fighting back against you. Me as a user, as, as a podcaster, am I going to go, you know what? I want to stick with Blueberry because I, I believe in what they stick with, what I stand for, or am I more likely to go, all right, well, I'd rather be on Apple Podcasts. And we are in this growing state of the industry. And I, I, and there's, you know, obviously I'm a hobby podcaster, but maybe I'd be more likely to stand behind my, my beliefs. But for a professional podcaster, someone making money, they're probably more likely to be like, I'm going to lose a huge amount of audience if I'm not in Apple podcasts. And they're going to say bye to Blueberry. So I don't know. It's, it's an uphill climb, a very steep climb. <laughs> Yeah, if you're listening to this and if you've ever said bye to Blueberry, I'd like to know about it. So get me Stargate Pioneer at betterpodcasting.com. Send me an email and I want to know your story. Uh, you can also come over to betterpodcasting.com forward slash contact if you'd like, because we do have all of our contact information over there, including our socials and uh, the main email. And um, if you ever want to send us a piece of feedback, go ahead and do it. Uh, you can send us an audio clip, video clip. We'd love to have it. As you may or may not know, we do have a video show. So it's always great to be able to include that, which I've just realized right now, if I do continue doing vertical, that means any video clips we have, I have to be prepared for cropping those two. So there you go. 
So Liberty Dude in the chat says, just to see if my thoughts are correct, still hoping with YouTube's attempt to create a podcast tab on the platform and link to YouTube music that they offer a connection RSS feed for five a feed for uh or RSS link for five dollar fee. All right. Um that would be incredibly forward thinking of Alphabet. And I don't think it's gonna happen because they have never sought monetization from the podcast industry by taking advantage directly from the podcasters themselves. And they haven't even tried to take advantage of that of YouTubers themselves. They offer the YouTube space for free. And what they get in return is a heck of a lot of statistics and some advertisement money that they share around. So the statistics are the value of the program, without a doubt, because they sell them quite handily. That is what makes Alphabet's businesses go. And I just don't see them taking advantage of creators that way. The moment they do, a bunch of creators are going to leave. They're going to create a competing service as difficult as it is. And that service is going to take off because all the creators will go over there versus stay on YouTube. So, yeah, I just don't think that that's going to be a possibility. I have said for years that as soon as somebody like Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Amazon, as soon as they start charging for the RSS feed to be listed, then that would be the end of hobby podcasting. Could they do it? Yes. Do I think they'll do it? I don't know anymore. I don't, I would say no, just because of the same issues, because you can go somewhere else for, for your podcast. But it is a concern that I've always had with the podcasting industry. I would also think that for YouTube, offline data, offline media is bad because they can't get that data of replay information. Because sure, they can find out where they're delivering it to, but there's all that's only so many. So uh, that's just a small portion of the metrics they get by playing something live all the time. Now, they do obviously do some offline stuff on YouTube, but um, don't you have to pay for that? Or do you, do you even do offline? I might be mixing that up. Can you even do offline with uh, YouTube um, premium premium? I don't have YouTube premium, so I can't answer that. But I think you can. And if you can, they at least get the statistics from the downloads. Yeah from that and that's demographics it's the debt so by statistics what i'm really talking about is demographics because that right. is what's sellable they don't care how many plays that you've had or how many people have stuck with your video for no, X I, amount of time i was making the opposite point i actually disagree with you i think that they do care about that i think that's all important data for them the whole length the whole replay i think the whole package is is important because they can mine all of that information and know um attention spans and things like that of of an end user well for creation purposes, but for monetization purposes, the big data is the demographics and they combine it with the consumption data that they can get some more out of it. But really what they're looking at is where are you? How old are you? How much money do you make? That sort of stuff. They combine that demographics, which they, they have everything on you, by the way, if <laughs> you <definitely> think <laughs> that they don't, they do. <laughs> They have everything on you and then you start throwing together your consumption data and they don't really care about you individually. What they care about is you in aggregate and then they can see how marketable certain things are. And I'm not talking about content, although that is important. You want the content to be the delivery system in order to grab that demographic data. And once you have that demographic data, then you can start selling so, yes, it's important. I will agree with you there. But I think the big bucks are the demographic data. Well, well I don't know. I, I'm not on that side of things, so I won't make any other educated guesses on it. Um, we did have uh, an update come, and this was actually in our Discord earlier this week, which was uh, with the Waves plugins. Uh, if you mm. didn't, we've talked about Waves before. And then let's back up actually another step. As, beep, 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 beep. as podcasters, SP and I both use what's called plugins, which is when you're editing your podcast and hey, you can even do it when you're live streaming with certain plugins. It's a way to apply an effect, uh, a way to alter basically the sound as you're working. So if you wanted to say maximize the sound like, you know, or limit the sound, you might 
apply a maximizer or a limiter. Or if you wanted to EQ, you would add an EQ plugin or like the Isotope package there. There are a series of plugins that might help with noise cleanup and things like that. These are, these are things for your DAW. And one of the ones that I've used quite a bit before and has, has served me quite well is plugins coming from a company called Waves. And Waves is, is a company that has sold a variety of different plugins. And there's quite a few that I've used that I've, I've been quite happy with. In fact, I prefer the Waves NS1 noise remover over the Isotope noise remover. I find that it's a little better. I find that it gets some of that lower quality noise a little bit better than the Isotope one. However, Waves now has moved to a subscription model. So you're going to be paying a monthly subscription for it. And um, honestly... I, I think it's probably moved out of the reach of an average hobby podcaster, even though you get a good collection of plugins from there. Um, it's 24 bucks a month if you pay annually. Sorry, $24.99 US per month if you play annually. And that gives you, I believe, like oh, over 220 industry-leading plugins. Or for $14.99 US per month, you get 110 plugins. It's not bad, but it is like it is an extra cost that as a hobby podcaster, you could probably do more with that money, especially when you look at things like the Isotope package, which does come on sale quite often for a, a pretty significant discount. So I think that for an average user, the Waves plugin is probably not in the realm of a hobby podcaster anymore, which is a shame because there was quite a few plugins that I've bought over the years from them. And there was often discount codes that would apply, but you know they got to keep sustainable. And I, my understanding is that a lot of the Waves plugins do get a lot of um, they they've got a a lot of good use, or, or I should say they get used a lot by the music industry. Is my understanding of it. So for twenty four ninety nine a month, for someone that's mastering audio, that's nothing for them. I don't think I have any Waves plugins. I was quickly trying to check their website, and I don't even have a login for their website. So I don't think I have any Waves plugins that I use. So I don't think this is going to affect me at all. But for me, it maybe. will. For me, it will. It'll be fine for now. But eventually, when I feel like I need to um, upgrade because of some problem, then that's going to be a, an issue. And I need to correct myself. Those monthly prices I gave, we're monthly based. The annual price, you're basically saving the equivalent of two months if you pay annually. Hmm. Well, I'll have to take a oh. look and see. Interesting. Liberty Dude in our chat says, as of today, Waves announced that they're keeping individual licensing. That obviously must have been met with some backlash. I didn't see that today. Either that or they just misannounced what it was. Like it's a, I, I don't know. I didn't see the announcement. I heard about it, but it could have been that they were announcing, yes, we're changing to this and this is the way forward for the future. But what the PR people failed to know is that they would be keeping individual licenses. I don't I, know. I don't see anything on their website, but what I do see, um, Oh yeah, right here. Yeah, okay. On the on their Twitter, they do say uh, important update: perpetual licenses and updates will be back alongside subscriptions, March 29th. Following your feedback, we are bringing back the option to purchase and update perpetual Waves plugin and bundle licenses side by side with the new Waves Creative Access subscription. We are working to make perpetual licenses available to you again as quick as possible. We will post real time updates here as soon as they become available. So. Uh, I'm kind of curious what happened there. Um, there is a whole letter there that from the CTO and co-founder that seems to just skimming it, talk about, they've heard about the concerns. So I'll post that in our show notes there. Uh, I just took us down a whole conversation path that was kind of irrelevant, but, uh, you know, that's what happens when you get off of work and podcast like 45 minutes later. <laughs> yeah. I can't imagine anybody really doing this as much as isotope. The RX series is very well talked about. If they went to a subscription model, I I wouldn't want it. I know that with Isotope that you have X number of activations with them that you can do on like, say your, your computer needs to be refreshed or whatever. You only have X amount of 
either is it total activations or it is simultaneous activations. Like you can have like two licenses active, one like on a laptop, one on a main computer or something yeah, like that. I think it's simultaneous. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I have yeah strong feelings about that. I I don't have any Waves plugins that I know of. I've been looking through lists and I just don't see any. But if I did, that would really irk me. And if Isotope did the same thing, that would really irk me. And I have some others as well, like SPL. And I think there's one other type of plugin that I have. But anyway, yeah, I I think that the era of subscription would work with plugins, but it would have to be really low in order for it to work. I, I see it a little bit different because plugins are are also are are very applicable to um things like the movie industry, the music industry, and a lot of that software is already in a subscription. So um you're looking at somebody who is doing this professionally, um you know, music mastering or whatever. 20 25 bucks a month, 250 bucks a year is, you know, they make good money off of that sort of stuff. I think that it works. I think there there is a certain segment like podcast editors. No, I don't think I don't think it necessarily works unless you have a huge amount of income coming, which which um could be. Um or maybe they look at it differently and they go, "Okay, 25 bucks. That's, you know, whatever. Uh 20 minutes of my time or whatever. Maybe they see it different. I don't know. I'm not sure. I I podcast as a proud hobby podcaster. Yeah. Proud hobby podcaster. Absolutely. So we did talk about the YouTube podcasts last week. I just wanted to state a little update with that. I went into three of the shows that I had access to that had playlists on two YouTube channels. So one was the Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. playlist, which is on the Gunna Geek YouTube channel. And I created a podcast from that playlist. And then I went to the Better Podcasting YouTube channel and I created a podcast from the playlist for Better Podcasting Live Chat, which is the show right here, and Better Podcasting Chats with SP, which is the one that I have conversations with other hobby podcasters on. And if you want to have a conversation with me, just send me an email or hit me up somewhere and I'll send you the Calendly link, Calendly link, and we'll just go from there. But Stephen mentioned a concern that he had last week that I didn't fully grasp until I went to try to do it. So the Better Podcasting Main Show, and Stephen, you know what I'm talking about here. The Better Podcasting Main Show main is actually... show. Sorry, I felt like it needed, you needed a little yeah. bit of that. Main Show. It is split between two channels just because of the way that we went about it. So the first six episodes or so are on the Better Podcasting YouTube channel. Then we started dropping them on the Gonna Geek channel. And we were in conversations back and forth to figure out what the ultimate home resting place of that was going to be. But because it's split between two, we don't feel like we can actually set it up as a playlist for a podcast. So that is a consideration. It might just be unique to a few people that have split their shows amongst different YouTube channels like we have. But I could see that as being an issue. It definitely was an issue for me not being able to just click podcast and go through the setup processes with better podcasting. So that's all I did. I didn't go back and do like Voices Defiance or Starling Tribune or any of the other shows that I have access to. But I don't know what that means now that I've done it for those three shows. I haven't looked for them on like YouTube Music or anywhere else. So I don't know if they're even available there. I don't know if the algorithm is picking them up to make available. I don't know what kind of search is going into it. So a whole bunch of unknowns to me right now. And I don't think anybody knows yet. So we'll keep an eye on it and then we'll go. But my advice still stands from last week. I think Steven's on board with it too, is that if you have a playlist with your episodes on it, whether it's static image or dynamic video, either talking head or you put graphics in there or whatever, you make a good show out of it. If you do that, I would, and it is easily consumable via audio means, I would go ahead and make that playlist or channel into a podcast. It's not hurting anything. I would just go ahead and do it. It's not like you're going to confuse anything because I think it's only between YouTube and YouTube music. It's not an RSS feed. It's not going to duplicate anything out there. So 
I think that's the way to go. So if anybody else has any other experiences or you want to share your experiences and trying to create your podcast on your YouTube channel or playlist, please let us know. Really appreciate getting different perspectives on how that's going. Uh, one thing you'll have to have available and you should have available anyway, especially if you do have a podcast, is you'll need to have a square image of your podcast, which is basically your logo. You can take your Apple podcast logo that you have, which is between 1400 by 1400 and 3000 by 3000 uh, in terms of the JPEG, and then just put it in there and it should be fine. If you want to create another one, you know, go for it. But I would think if you're trying to keep the same branding, you'd want to throw up your logo that you are using on your podcast feed for that. And it is show wide. It is not individual episode wide. So throw it in there. I know YouTube has put in some best practices, like don't put podcast in the name or don't put like full episodes in the name, whatever. I don't think they're going to check. I don't think they care. They're just saying this is the best practices. So if that's what's stopping you, I would say just go for it right now. And ultimately, you can go in and change the name of the playlist slash podcast. It's the same thing. You just go in and change it. And I think when you're uploading your episodes there, I have not done this yet where you upload an episode and then you click the playlist. I have not seen if there is a separate playlist for like, is this podcast? I haven't seen that in the individual episode. So there you go. That is what my experience was. And I want to know what your experience is there as well. So the other thing that I had been seeing some talk, and I know we've talked about it before, but I've seen some talk about this in different places is when people are setting up a show, they always ask, okay, what is the best media host? You get a bunch of different answers from a bunch of different perspectives. If they say free, it's generally Anchor slash Spotify for podcasters or Red Circle is generally the theme there. But if it's not free, it's kind of a free for all. And I'm here to say it doesn't matter or it depends. One of the two, right? It doesn't matter. For me, it matters, (laughs) (laughs) but it's they're asking for the best and it's like, well, best for you. So best for you might not be best for me sort of thing. It, it depends is the better answer there. And it just bugs me that they're asking, okay, so what's the best one? Well, there is no right. It's like me asking a bunch of people, okay, what's the best cell phone out there? What's the best mobile phone? You're going to get a bunch of Apple people saying the Apple is really good. You're going to have a bunch of Google people saying the pixel is really good. You're going to have a bunch of droid people saying like the Samsung, whatever is pretty good. So you're not going to get a, this is the best phone. And in some cases, it depends on what your use is. If you want to take pretty pictures, you want the one with the best camera. If you want a, a OI that interfaces with your uh, Mac book, then the Apple one it is, you know, it just, it depends on what your use case is. And I think new people to the, to the space don't really understand that. So when they ask what the best is, they get a bunch of different answers and then you get a bunch of infighting between people. And some of it I think is company based. Like it's actually company employees say, no, 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 no. Ours is the best. But some of it is, is, you know, you get to be a fan boy or a fan girl or fan person of whatever you're using sometimes. And you're like, oh, no, no, what I use is the best. It's really cool. I really like it. Well, you do. Might not work for them. I have two comments on this. One, which is a sarcastic comment. One of which is a real, real comment. Number one, sarcastic comment. Uh, back to your, if you want this, you want that. If you want natural looking pictures, you get either an iPhone or a pixel. If you want oversaturated pictures that look pretty, you get a Samsung galaxy. Uh, and <laughs> second point, have you ever thought you as a moderator team, have you ever thought about making it a rule against it? Like, you know, don't no asking about, about no blanket questions about podcasting providers referred to the search history or you know, another thing, you know, but leaving it open to the idea of what do you think of this specific provider for this needs or, you know, something like a specifically against asking a specifically broad repeat question like that. 
Well, first of all, I've heard it in multiple different spaces, not just on the subreddit. So you're referring to the R podcasting subreddit, which I, I am. I a am moderator yes. And, and I only bring yeah. that up because I know I know you're there and it comes up a lot over there. <laughs> it does come up there a lot, but I've also seen it in different podcasting discord servers. I've seen it on social media. It's so I've the seen reason it I left all the Facebook podcast groups like five years ago. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I'm not in any Facebook podcast groups anymore. I thought briefly of creating an account and going back in a podcast group and I I thought, SP, you're stupid. Just leave it alone. Back away from the computer. <laughs> and, and don't subject yourself to it because it's not going to end well. But uh, as far as the R podcasting subreddit, that's actually a, a good idea, not just to blanket it because they're, I'll have to talk to the other moderators. I think it would get more focused questions. Or if you're asking for the best, you have to state what your requirements are. And it has to be like five or six requirements or something like that. You can't just say, well, it's the best one for me. If they, and as I said, I think you were gone. As I said, if you're asking for free, there's really only two options right now, Red Circle and Anchor. Right. And, and or Spotify for podcasters. But beyond that, it's kind of a free for all. The, so, the other thing that you could do, though, is uh, it, it's not really free, but it, it's environmentally friendly as you can start getting yourself a series of cassette tapes and putting your podcast on that. But it's a return it thing, right? Like it's it's like the old uh, Netflix delivery service where you mail it out and then it comes on back. But obviously you have to find a way to mail it. So the other thing that happens <laughs> when this comes up, when this question comes up is you do get a lot of people that, that work for the companies that start answering. I mean, some of these companies employee... Uh, social media managers, and they have a different accounts in different places, some of which might be open, some of which are not. And the ones that are not open, they're like the, they're just feigning that they're a user or something like that. There's really no way to catch them unless they make a mistake. The and, and this is ubiquitous to any social media platform, not just really Reddit. But when it comes to Reddit, if you are acting in an official capacity, one of the rules that we put in for the R podcasting is say, you have to disclose your affiliation. I don't care what you say. I just want you to disclose your affiliation. And if you're not, then there is a rule there that says you're going to get deleted and possibly banned ultimately by doing that. So once again, I don't care if you jump in and say, I am an employee of such and such a host. I don't care what it is. Captivate, Transistor, Buzzsprout. I don't care. Just state what that is. and then the person that's asking the question can evaluate the comment with that bias in mind. Now, sometimes it really doesn't matter. Like sometimes it is what they're looking for. So good on them for, for doing that. But sometimes it's a little bit disingenuous. So you're telling me that people who were biased towards a company that they worked for came in and gave advice about their own platform. I am shocked SP shocked. I don't care if they do it. I I don't. I see it all the time. I just care if there's a, a, a an affiliation disclaimer, which it, it could be as simple as, "Hey, I work for such and such, and this is what we have." Sure. It doesn't have to be, "I'm this person within the corporate structure, and you know, <laughs> I'm I'm vice president of making podcasts go or whatever." <laughs> I, I, you don't have to do that. You just say, "I hey, I work for this company," and that's all you have to do. And in some cases, you actually have the owners of the company in there too, yeah. or the founders of the company or whatever, which is really cool that you have that direct access. And it's cool for them because they're able to get into the uh, just day-to-day -day conversation that occurs with podcasters of all types. If you're a professional, you've been around for 10 years. If you're a brand new podcaster today, doesn't matter. They get to see what's going on in the space. Um, I have uh, an update to a topic we talked about last week, which is the whole OBS virtual thing. Um, yeah, what's up with that? Well, there's two things. Number one, after we recorded last week, I went, you know what? I'm all set up to podcast. Why don't I create myself a little bit of a video that I can post on our channel showing showing it off? I'm like, you know what? I'm going to make it easy. I don't want to put a lot of time into it. So I fired up XSplit to act as a capture for my OBS window. And then I used OBS itself to record me talking to the camera in the better podcasting layout and everything. And I recorded it all. And then I'm like, okay, that shouldn't take too long to put all of these together, you know, edit back and forth between the full frame and the actual screenshot of um, the OBS window. And then I realized that when I captured the OBS window, it didn't 
it did not capture the sub menus. So when a menu would open up and whatnot, it would be missing the different depths of it. So you see my mouse moving, but you don't see the menu. So now if I want to go and post that, I have to go and edit, edit that out. Now, um, there, I'm not 100% sure this might actually just be left there. I might not actually go through with this because there was two things that I mentioned in there. I'd run into a couple different issues with it um, last week while we were recording and um, they were kind of tied to startup performance where when I would when I had restarted my computer and started up the computer um, or started up OBS, the window, the preview window was all white until I restarted a few times and then eventually came back. And my layout of all the different panels in OBS were all realigned or rearranged. Well, why I'm not sure if I'm going to release this or not is because there is actually... Um, a uh, version 1.2 that has come out since last week for Atom Vertical, the plugin that we that we were referring to last week for OBS. And in there, they say they added new scene transitions. They added a scene transition override. They added vertical projectors and they added an auto remux and also German translation. But then they note they fixed OBS profile change resetting output canvas which might be a fix to that problem. So my information might be irrelevant. I'm going to have to take a second pass at the edit, see if I can maybe pull that out and restore it uh, or edit out and and make sure it looks okay and then um, restore the parts that we're missing. I just have to re-mock up the menus and stuff. Not 100% sure on that, but uh, yeah, so there's two notes on that. I did plan to do a video for it and uh, they, of course, made that video irrelevant by releasing 1.2. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really excited to try this out. I am just a little bit too busy right now doing my four podcasts a week. And I just don't have time to experiment on stuff like that right now. But in a couple of weeks, uh, that time will open up and I'll be able to uh, look into OBS. I've been meaning to do it for a while. OBS or Xplit, it doesn't matter. But this really wants me to focus on OBS right now and to see how it goes. And uh, then be able to use it and then be able to use it for free in conjunction with video ninja and then be able yeah. to stream it out and stuff like that is this is what i recommend to people like we were just talking about the r podcasting subreddit right there's a bunch of people that come in and they want to do video shows because that's what they see all all the time right and they always ask well how can i do it for free and i always take it that when i hear that it's probably somebody that's in high school or college, or maybe early 20s, it doesn't have a lot of disposable income. They're like, I want to do this show. And they don't really value putting money into something. Right. And they don't have any money to put into something. So it's generally the younger crowd. I will admit I'm generalizing there. But because of that, they're not going to buy into any platform because they just don't have the money. So it's like, okay, here's your ready-made solution. You're going to have to do some work, but Video Ninja and OBS. But I can't speak to it because I've never used it. So I'm going to try using it. I look forward to that because there it's. Although like there will be no problems with you doing it, it is more of a technical setup than you've traditionally used. So I, I'm really looking forward to your experience going through with it and deciding if it's worth it or not. Because, you know, for me, I come from a video background. That's one of the reasons I was so quick to say, yeah, let's get back in. Let's get into video when we launch better podcasting because um, that that was my excitement. Mm -hmm. And so I'm curious as you who have been podcaster, um, going into this side of things, whether whether you're going to think it's worth it or not. Well, the first thing I'm going to have to do is be able to create my own overlays and stuff like that. So I've got to get into the affinity products that I bought and then figure out how to utilize them in order to create some different things. Legends of Shield is probably going to be the one that I get to experiment on. So Legends of Shield, I have to update the graphics on that and stuff. Uh, full disclosure, I have not done any graphics personally myself on that show whatsoever. It's been a combination of some very generous, well-meaning friends that have put the graphics for that together. And I appreciate every single one of them, one of which is on the show right now. And the other one is a friend that's done graphics for several shows. So thank you very much for that. I need to start looking into that myself. And I know there's Canva out there, but I want a little bit more advanced graphics. I want to put the transparencies in kind of like the, if you're on the video side of things right now, you're seeing a template and you're seeing that I've been interlaid into that template and 
if I was going to do it myself, like on a PowerPoint slide, there's no way that I could create the opening for the video feeds from both of us on it. So I need to learn how to do that. And I need to learn how to update it because my graphics are really old, even (laughs) though they're really cool. They're really old and they need to be updated. Counterpoint, though, if you want to get into it, just start with like if you, you know, some people don't like overlays, but also you've been video streaming without overlays. So why don't why don't you just go and uh, set it up like that without an overlay and get used to the software? Yeah, maybe. But I also think specifically with the thumbnails that I'm trying to improve Mm. on, I need to get into the graphics there, too. And I have an update on that. I have been using updated thumbnails with a little bit more additive graphics on there and some text. And I'll, I'll say this, uh, just within a couple of weeks, the views on those podcasts have actually gone up. And I think the reason why is because of the thumbnails. I can't point to anything else. There's nothing really outstanding about those shows, about those videos that stand out other than the thumbnails different. So there was that continue. tape that I leaked of you. Well, I mean, <laughs> you didn't leak it. I told you to say <laughs> <laughs> um, that. But that's the, that's the deal is yeah. thumbnails, I think, actually matter. So make sure that you're making, if you're on YouTube, make a good thumbnail. Even if it's a static image podcast, make sure that you put a good thumbnail in there. Um, also we did have in our chat, I think we had a couple things come up there. Um, we had Liberty dude say SP is road going to update you with the info about your first RCP two. I have same similar issue with pads and still hoping for a software fix. No, dude, it's a dude, Liberty dude. No, See, you should have gone with it. <laughs> yeah, it, it is a hardware problem. It is not a software problem. Your best bet is to call them and do uh, a trade-off. I am still working through some issues. As a matter of fact, I, I think I heard a beep about 10 minutes ago. Oh, no. I'm going to go. Yeah, I'm going to go back into the audio afterwards and see if it corresponds to maybe something on your end. But if it's not, it's the second indication I've had that there is something wrong with this one. So I'm going to have to go through a replacement on this one, possibly, and then go from there. I think it's the same thing of, of me starting it up and it hanging up. So still on resolve there, but as far as it goes with the Roadcaster Pro 2 Liberty Dude, they have confirmed that it is a hardware issue, so there's no software fix to it. And I think um, the last comment that we wanted to throw in here was, you know, this is taking us back. This is nostalgic at this point, because guess what, guess what, SP? We have an email from Johnny Pennington. It's been a long time since I've said that. And uh, I think I should turn it over to you, our resident reader, to read it out at the bottom of the document. We have Johnny saying, SP, about a month ago, Stephen, quote, guilt tripped, unquote, me into starting to get my podcast going. Just a side note here. He said starting. I thought he was like, I am actually starting my podcast. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Quote, after years of procrastination, I had to clean up the room, basically my junk room, plus vacuum all the dust away. The feast area has a shelf that I decided to put my equipment racks under. So I didn't need a top or bottom for the racks, just some back support brackets, and they would work fine, except for that my monitor hit everything. I moved the monitor to the second shelf, but that would kill my neck looking upwards only after a few minutes. Now I'm redoing redoing my racks with a top and bottom and will move my speakers from the top shelf to the sides. I will raise them a little so that they will be positioned at a correct height. That being said, last week, I also received two separate royalty-free sound effect libraries on CDs that I bought used on eBay. Stephen guilt tripped me back into starting again, and you added salt to the wound. Thanks a lot, buddy. See you in a few minutes in tonight's show, Mr. Pennington. Okay, well, I'm glad the guilt trip worked because something's <laughs> got to work. You've been sitting on this for quite some time, dude. Do they even make a device to uh, play CDs anymore, Johnny? I think if you have, that's a good question. If you have the hardware, does the rights to the royalty free go with it? I I, I was just making a, a joke about us all being old and the young whippersnappers not knowing what CDs are. 
I know. But it brings up the point. If you grabbed a bunch of CDs, do you have the rights to actually play them? <sighs> I don't know. That's that's a Johnny problem, not a me problem. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, I, by the way, speaking of old, I saw a video where somebody said um, they call it hanging up the phone because in the old days you would hang it up on the wall uh, or something to that effect. And I'm like, oh, that's me now. I'm old. <laughs> old, get off my lawn. <laughs> All right. Well, if anybody has any other thoughts about podcasting, please do still email us because although this will be the finale of season two of Better Podcasting live chat, we do still take feedback for the Better Podcasting main show. And we do still have the Better Podback section there where we do sometimes have a little bit more of a freeform conversation. So please get in touch with us through any of the ways. You can go to betterpodcasting.com forward slash contact, find all the information there. And also, I'm just going to throw it out there. I'm working on a little bit of uh, data storage shifting around because now that I'm producing podcasts again, my um, inevitable hard drive switch that I put off for a year by not podcasting is here and I need to get more space and I'm kind of tired of constantly having to up the size of the hard drive. So I'm working more on like a, a, a sort of NAS idea where basically I can just pop in an extra drive if if it will work for the situation rather than having to be tied to increasing the drive size. There's a lot of work to be done with that. It is a bit of a shift in what I've had over the, the last many, many years. But the advantage with that is I get the drives out of my dens because I'll have them in another room. And that means that it will be a little quieter in here, which is always fun. My coworker had his graphics card go bad. Ah. Just, he left and, and he came back and it was bad. So he ordered a new one. It wasn't one of the 4000 series on uh, the that side of the house. It was an AMD card. and But he got it in and it was like a 7900 series. And it was huge. He said it was huge. It was big. So my point there is that in the future, if you are going to have a computer that you build yourself that is for gaming... You're going to have to go for a larger case size yeah. in order to fit these new graphics cards. When you do that, it's going to open up space for hard drives. Now, it doesn't mean that you have to put hard drives in there, but there's going to be space for additional hard drives in there, as is the future of motherboards are going to support M.2 and stuff like that. So there's going to be more and more opportunities to put storage in your computer. However, when you do that, the limitations that Steven just mentioned are true, where you're going to be running into possible noise and heat issues inside that case. There's a reason why those cards are huge. They generate a lot of heat, and you're going to have to dissipate that heat into inside the case and into your room. So if you can offload that heat and that noise out of your podcasting space, that's pretty cool. I realize not everybody has that capability. Like, I don't have that same cap capability that you do. I have the space in my house, but I don't have the uh, the the Ethernet that's running through the house. Bad on me for not putting it in when I built it. But uh, so diff different people have different things. If you have that opportunity, though, I'd say take it. Take it and run with it. It's going to make your podcasting so much better. Well, you and I are data pack rats, too. So sometimes people just delete it and they don't need the terabytes and terabytes of storage that we do <laughs> yeah true but some people still have those servers right for yeah. all their media so yeah that that's too. true i i was planning actually on you know segueing into the outro but um i i thought of something right now that uh, something that you said in there triggered this idea and it's something we should have mentioned on better podcasting sooner and um just because of the nature of having a variety of different logins and whatnot um a couple months ago, there was a LastPass uh, compromise, and um, there's some details that came out last month about it. And the summary is that if you're using LastPass, number one, probably a good idea to get off of it. But number two, um, you probably want to change all your passwords. And, and I'm not exaggerating with that because it was a, a huge, a huge amount of LastPass data that was compromised and can't say for sure what's going to happen with it. So um, I bring that up because I think in the past we've mentioned LastPass on the show. Um, in the past, we've been an advocate of definitely being password conscious of um, uh, not using resharing pa or reusing passwords and stuff. So um, we should just mention that here. And, and the other th thing, too, is I know that in some of the podcasting circles, 
a lot of people did recommend LastPass to each other. So I, I just want to throw that out here since we're going to be on hiatus for a little bit with the Better Podcasting live chat show. Um, if you're listening to this at some point and you're still using LastPass or you haven't heard of this, think about changing your passwords and maybe getting off of LastPass. Yeah, I've chosen to go forward with Bitwarden. I know there's other ones out there. OnePass, I believe, is another one. So Bitwarden is a, a reasonable one to go to. Choose what works for you. If you don't know what's out there, Bitwarden is one thing out there. So check it out. You might like it as well. All right. Well, that's going to go ahead and wrap it up. SP, you have any final thoughts here before we close the season two? I really like this format. I really like the Lever Better Podcasting Live Chat. I like interacting with the uh, the chat room and going back and forth. So I, this will be coming back for another season and we will continue it. But I want to footstop seasons. In my chats over on Better Podcasting Chats with SP, a lot of people that have delved into seasons or are thinking about the long-term podcasting have said they really advocate either taking a hiatus or building in seasons with hiatus involved. I think that is something that the podcast consultants for years and years and years have been stating, stay away from that because you want to release every week. And while I agree with that on principle, that in order to stay in front of your audience, you should be releasing on a routine basis, whether that's daily, weekly, monthly, whatever it is. Getting into somebody's routine is very important. Your mental health and your creativity and your burnout, your ability to function as a hobby podcaster when you're either going to school full-time or working or both and podcasting as a hobby all at the same time, you need some time off. And I have talked to so many people now uh, through Better Podcasting Chats with SP that agree with that. Not well, one has disagreed with that. So if you want to disagree with me on that, that's fine. Come on the show. We'll, we'll talk about it. But in the meantime, I've enjoyed now transitioning Better Podcasting to seasons because it gives that little break. Even though we're still podcasting every week, it's in a different format. And it allows us the creativity to do a more structured show better than we would have if we do it every week and continually every week for a year. So, yes, I'm, I'm going to foot stomp that there. I do like the seasons. We'll talk about it more on the Better Podcasting main show. But I just since this is the end of season two, I have enjoyed it. I think it's the right thing to do with hobby podcasters. And. I'm glad you mentioned we we keep going with these different formats. Um, I would encourage you to not do what we do. And I would encourage you to give yourselves a couple of weeks off if you're going to sit down and and um, do something similar to what we're doing, where you go from one show to another. Because we talked about that when we talked about the idea of seasons in Better Podcasting uh, main shows, season two. Um you can do that where seasons allow you to go from one theme of one, do one podcast to do doing a different topic altogether. It's a big benefit to doing that, but I'd encourage you to put a, a little bit of a break in there. Um, I know it, it's stupid me saying that when we're not following that, but um, I it, think because we're not following it, we are both craving taking a couple of weeks off Yeah, because I, I, I think that would be beneficial for our lives. But in the grand scheme of things, I think, well, we'll have, we'll talk about it later, I guess, offline. But <laughs> I I, th I think the way we're doing it is okay for now. But I think that taking a couple of weeks off would at least a couple of weeks. I think that's what you should do if you're doing what we do and go from one format to another. Um, and you know what? The last thing we should we should say right now is I I had this I this idea, and I'm stuttering here to say it because I'm trying to call myself out here. This thought occurred to me. During this show, it took the entire season for me to remember this. I failed at season two of Better Podcasting Live Chats because before the big Better Podcasting hi hiatus, you and I talked about the idea of for this show following similar to the Gunna Geek show where on video screen you would see the live chat. I forgot about that. Totally forgot about that with all the prep of coming back. We had previously talked about the idea since this is a show that is meant to 
engage with an audience. Why don't we do like we do on Gunna Geek and put the chat room in there? On the Better Podcasting main show, we don't want to do that because we don't really interact with the audience on there. So we we specifically made the decision not to embed that onto the video. But you and I talked about that before. So I can't believe I forgot to do that when we came back with season two of this show. I hope I remember for season three because I think that would be really handy to have all of those in there. You know how I can make you remember? By uh, sending me a um, time-traveling letter like Doc Brown did. Damien, remind Steven to put the text <laughs> on the Better Podcasting live chat. When we That's come back. how it is. Okay. Damien, make sure it happens. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks everybody for checking this out. Yes, please do come to the Better Podcasting main show. You can find all of the Better Podcasting shows over at betterpodcasting.com. You've got this show, the Better Podcasting main show, as well as Better Podcasting Chats with an S with SP. Yeah, it's been fun. And I look forward to seeing everybody next week. And uh, Better Podcasting Chats with SP is still going. So yeah, see you there. So for episode 48 of Better Podcasting, I live chat. I'm Steven saying maybe, maybe Damien will remind me to do the chat in bed when we come back with season three. I'm SP saying have fun with your podcasting. I certainly am. And I hope you are too. See you guys next time. Bye. See ya. Thanks for checking out another episode of Better Podcasting. You can find the full back catalog of Better Podcasting at betterpodcasting.com. If you're into geeky podcasts, please check out the other podcasts on the Gunna Geek Network at gunnageeknetwork.com. This show was produced and edited by Stephen John Drew. Voice work was done by L.W. Salinas. Thanks again for listening or watching, and we hope to see you again next week.